guys and girls and everybody. This is Lissa Mandel from the Bitch Seat Podcast. As some of you may know, we are a part of the Atlantic Transmission Network, which is a network that puts out all kinds of great podcasts. A great way to support our show and our sister shows is to visit theatlantictransmission.com and click on the Amazon link at the top of the homepage. It's all the same great Amazon stuff at the same great price, but we get a small piece for sending you there. So if you want to keep shows like The Bitch Seat going, keep us happy, then, uh, you know, throw in your pennies. You don't even have to pay anything extra. Good morning, morning, campers. campers. (laughs) You're a fucker. Hi, Hi, I'm I'm Lissa, and this this is is Phil. Phil. I'm Phil. You are. I'm I'm sorry. It's the Bitch Seat Podcast. I've I've come out of the mirror. And yes, I'm Phil. Oh, that reminds me of that episode of Are You Afraid of the Dark? That's what I, exactly what I was thinking. Which is the first one I saw, and then I feel like, I, I feel like they replayed that one more often than they, they replayed did. any other one. They did. My other favorite one, I think the first one I saw was the Dollhouse one, which has the most overly acted, concerned uncle character. Wait, what happens in that one? There's, uh, this girl goes to live with her aunt and uncle, and they're missing their daughter because she's trapped in a dollhouse, but the dollhouse is in the attic. And so she keeps going in there. And like, oh, my God. Her uncle's like, Stacy, no! <laughs> get, out, get out of there! <laughs> Stacy! Like, he's so... Like, this is... There's a quality of Canadian actors that are super dramatic. Maybe all of actors, but... I mean, that was a Canadian production, so I'm just going to give it to him. I feel like Stacy was a very popular name in the 90s and has fallen off since. Oh, yeah. Because, because I mean, of... it was one of the Babysitters Club babysitters. <laughs> it was. Um, she had diabetes. I remember more about the Babysitter's Club <laughs> biographical facts than I do about what I ate for lunch yesterday. But I think that's dementia. I know more about their theme song than I do their entire... They have a theme song? I only the read HBO the books. Show. They had an HBO like little half hour like next to Encyclopedia Oh, Phil, Brown. did you watch the Babysitter's Club? Of course I did. I had, to, I had to see what all the kids were into now at the time. I was always an outside observer because I was very much up my own ass. So I... I did watch things, but it was because I wanted to see what other kids were, were into. It's kind of like an alien observing human culture to find out, you know, what the species is all about. Absolutely. And I, I, I continue to do, to do that to this day. I still don't understand man buns, though. Please don't ever, ever have a man bun. I will cut it off in your sleep. Oh, I would hope so. Yeah. I mean, that's how I would get a free haircut. <laughs> yeah, but then when you take the elastic out, or no, in the morning it would just be like a choppy... Like a cartoon witch's hair? Yeah, or like a yeah, a very grungy length, like for grunge. Like the genre of grunge. Like that sort of We're gonna we're gonna go wig trying on very soon because I'm really interested to see what these all look like on you. You know, I think everybody says I'd make an ugly woman and and you know the, the woman in me takes a whole lot of offense at that. Well, I pretty much always look like a boy at his bar mitzvah, so <laughs> no you don't <laughs> with boobs. <laughs> a fat boy at his bar mitzvah. Okay. Uh, anyway, <laughs> now that we're back in the bar mitzvah era of things, I'm going to read something from Unplugged, as you call it. Yes. This, uh, notebook without a name. Uh, this composition notebook without a name. Um, and this is just a little piece. I don't remember. I probably handed it in for a grade. But uh, at the top, in really, really awkward, blocky Hebrew letters, it says Leah's Midrash. Midrash's story in Hebrew. They don't use apostrophe S like this, I don't think, in Hebrew, but this was the basic Hebrew that I knew. Leah is my Hebrew name. 
Gotcha. Great. It's great. A crescent moon is like a smile. It beams down on the earth with its crisp neon glow, bathing it in a shimmering, shallow pool of light. The reflection of the silver grin ripples as it floats over the ocean, entrancing the inhabitants swimming through the dark, murky caverns beyond the water's edge. A child in a small, cozy farmhouse gazes dreamily from her window seat up to the sky and smiles back at the moon. The shining sliver swims across the sky, delivering silent grins to melancholy people. When the gray of dawn seeps into the world, the moon is swallowed up into the disappearing cloak of darkness. That's it. I like it. I'd say you should submit that today. To what? Uh, Anyone. (laughs) Anyone, just make a GeoCities page, know. put it's, it up. Starting in like about fifth or sixth grade, I just got really obsessed with the moon and, and, and nighttime in general. And I don't know if that's because I felt like it was a time when everybody else was asleep. So I could be the lone observer, yeah. you know? And also I used to have this fantasy that out my bedroom window, so our house, you've been to our house, yeah. uh, abuts these woods. There's woods out the back, and my the window in my room looks out onto the woods in the in the back, so it's very, very dark at night. But I used to have this fantasy of this set of stairs that went out the back of my bedroom window up to, like, a treehouse in the woods, and it was just this little room with maybe, like, a day bed in it and windows all around, and it was my own personal space. That sounds awesome. I know. I want one. That's kind of what I, I missed in growing up in my town because – we had a lot of trees, but we didn't have a lot for it to qualify as what you guys have. We had. Well, you had your houses were more. It was it's more city like. Your houses were closer together. But also, we had a lot more trees. They just all got taken down. So every wah, every wah. two or three years, there'd be more uh, open space and less shade. Like we had a tree. We had about two trees outside out front, and then we had one around the backyard, like over the over the pool. And they were they were taken down, or did they come down in hurricanes? Uh, some of them were damaged beyond repair by the hurricanes, and then some fubar, of them, fubar trees, yeah, fubar trees, and then some of them were just dying, and we had to get rid of them because the in my town there would because we were surrounded by so many old trees, we there was the risk of just at random the tree just falling down. Because I, I remember driving by one time uh, somebody's house, and the tree was just like perfectly like. Just hatcheting the middle of it. Well, I feel like because the houses were so close together, I mean, it was just more of a, a neighborhood like that, and you had the sidewalks, and yeah. um, the trees were more of a danger. Like, for us, there were tons of trees, but there was enough space that they were kind of far away yes. enough from the houses. that Where it was just the humans were the danger. Humans are always the danger. They always are. Um, real quick, I just realized, okay, so Halloween is coming up, right? This yes. comes out on October 23rd. <laughs> I know Phil is very excited, and the entire playlist in his car is all random Halloween playlists. The which, 20 playlists in my car. Um, Nine gigs. Did I ever tell you that there was a Halloween, I think we were in 7th or 8th grade, like probably too old to be trick-or-treating, but we did it anyway, um, where we went out, it was like a co-ed group of us, there were like five or six of us, um, boys and girls, and um, there's a cul-de-sac kind of close to my house. Uh, it's just very, it's very dark and spooky. Like Guilford, Connecticut is a very Halloween-y town. Yes. Yes. So there's a cul-de-sac and at the at the top of the cul-de-sac, there's a long driveway and you can't see where it leads, but we were hitting all the houses, you know, and um, we dared AJ Vitali, who was one of my neighbors. Slow it down. Let's play some Are You Afraid of the Dark music. All right, go ahead. Keep going. 
So uh, he disappears down this long driveway, and it's too dark to see where he goes. Now, and I feel like I've seen this house before. It's got a. You can't see the house. Well, I've seen the, the the mess in front of it. There's like a. No, you're thinking of a different house because this house you can't see from the road. You don't even know if there's a house oh. there. It's just that there's a driveway and a mailbox and then woods, and it just disappears into the night. I'm thinking of the strange house with like the dirt path next to it that we walked up to. Anyway, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We'll think of another time. Anyway, everybody go to Guilford, Connecticut. It's very fucking haunted. And dark. Definitely. There were witches burned there. There's underground railroad houses everywhere. You know, a lot of energy. Anyway, so AJ disappears down this road. We w- And the rest of us are just waiting up there at the cul-de-sac for like 10 minutes. And then all of a sudden, like a bat out of hell, AJ comes racing up the driveway screaming because the old man who lived in that house was shooting him with a BB gun when he went to try to trick-or-treat there. Oh, man. Yeah. So the moral of the story is there are a lot of crazy fuckers who live in the woods. And uh, I don't know how I'm going to let my children go trick-or-treating unless we're with them. Well, absolutely. We got to know where the lay of the land, where they get the bigger candy bars and stuff. Also, let's be real. I know some people grew up in cities where they had to go trick-or-treating in apartment buildings. That's not real fucking trick-or-treating. That's not really trick-or-treating. No, no that's no, cheating. But also- trick-or-cheating. Sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> I had to. Uh, yeah, I feel like the best trick-or-treating places would be the more wooded suburban areas of the city, like Fort Greene, Clinton Hill. You're just obsessed with Fort Greene these days. You know, I work there, and I can't afford to live there, but rest assured, when I can't afford to live there, that's where I will be. When we can't afford to live there, it will be because half of Manhattan is underwater from rising sea levels, yes. and nobody will want to live here anymore. It's true. It's sad. True. All right. Well, on that very enlightening note, shall we, uh, shall we welcome our guest today? So our guest today um, is a pretty badass lady and um, a fellow Queens dweller. Um, she's a comedian. She's performed all over the world. I think she got her start in stand-up actually in England, even though she's from upstate New York. And um, she is also, which I think is really fucking cool, a burlesque dancer. So... Let's welcome Jen Waring. All right, so we see Jen come around the corner of a Claire's in the mall. The tile beneath her feet is shining and sparkling like a Sanrio cartoon. Kind of tinselly, almost. It's almost tinselly. There's tinsel in her hair. There's confetti in front of her face. She's wearing so many bows. Yeah, she's got those like that uh, that Liz Hurley like glittering dress from uh, Austin Powers kind of sort of. Oh yeah, and everybody what? Kind of mod, like that 60s revival of mod in the 90s. Oh, totally. And she she shakes the tinsel out of her hair. It's all in slow motion, and everybody along the side just bows down before her. Hi, Jen. Hi. (laughs) I'm almost too embarrassed to meet me. Good golly. (laughs) No, you're awesome, man. You're like... You're like one with Jem and the holograms. Oh, that's amazing. Jen also and the holograms. do enjoy the Robbie Williams an awful, awful. I lot. really do. I hadn't thought about that song in a long time, but when it first came on the radio, I was obsessed with it. So. Oh my gosh, totally. So you did you did stand up and and you started in England. Yes, true. So Robbie Williams, the opinion of them of him there is he's he's kind of a, a nutter. Yes, think. completely, completely. <laughs> yeah. Although I mean, a slightly revered. Nutter. You know, nutter. Yeah, it's because yeah, yeah. you know they they still revere the whole the whole gang. Gotcha. Um. So, but yeah, yeah he's a kook. 
<laughs> I, I never really, because none of the stories came over here. It's always no. been over there. And yeah, I, yeah. Which I'd like to think, and I don't know him personally, I'd like to think he's sad about that. I bet you. Because I, I think he wanted them to come over here and him to be a big... Crazy guy here. Yeah. yeah I was hoping. So. I feel like he lives in California now. Does he? I thought that... Can't I, he just do whatever he wants? He probably. Right? Yeah, totally. He's got bank. Yeah. He's got plenty of bank. He can just teach it. He should be weird. He's like, maybe he lives in Iceland now. Run naked know, through like, traffic. I'm sure he's done that. Uh, punch a few people. <laughs> I'm sure that's all. Yeah. We can all do that. We can all do that if we want to. We well, could. We all could. Um, Jen. Just unmoneyed. <laughs> Back before you were a poised um, starlet in England. <laughs> yes. That, that time. That one 12-minute time. Um, upstate New York, was it also pretty pretty woodsy and haunted? I feel like it's all yes, like that. Technically, I, I mean, I know that like when you tell city folk upstate, they think Westchester. And um, I'm more central New York, just uh, north You're of from Syracuse. the real New yeah, York real, state. Real New York state, the, the area that's, you know. Five hours and a solid fifty years back in time. Um, oh, is it? Oh, what yeah. what makes it like that? Uh, it's very. Um, I think it's it's fairly an insulated land uh, <laughs> in itself. Currently, lots of when I go home to visit the rents, there's lots of Trump signs. Yeah, uh, a lot of VFW halls yeah, and yeah, um, yeah, and it's not. Um, you know, it's not a very financially lucrative land. So, and it's the snow belt. I'm from. Like lake effect snow land. So you guys are talking about Halloween. Every Halloween costume I wore as a kid was like snow pants, something in a snowsuit. Oh, who are you, Cindy Lauper? Yep, in a snowsuit. Like it didn't, you know, <laughs> that's who you were because that's where we were. Yeah. yeah. And um, were you happy in this snowy haunted land, or no. were you pretty angsty? No, super angsty. Um, as as um, hopefully. <laughs> You will see clear. Yes. Um, but no, super, couldn't, couldn't wait to leave. Mm-hmm. Uh, could not, you know, had big, big plans to leave and get out of there. And then um, got very like, then it, then got angsty about that. Like got angsty about leave it. Like, you know, whoa, where am I going to go? And then ended up going to University of Buffalo and then coming back to Syracuse. So it oh, was. So you stayed up there for a yeah, while. Through, I went, I got my degree at Syracuse. So. And. Um, big plans didn't happen. Were you an only child? No, I have, I have a younger brother. Uh, mm-hmm. We're very, very different. Uh, we're different like chalk and cheese, as the English would say. What does that even mean? You I, don't even eat chalk. You could. Um, it's <laughs> dumb. <laughs> but yeah, no, that's a, that's a phrase. Might be more Cornish in its origins. Doesn't matter. I figured out the teeth situation over there. Yeah, to get off the chalk. Get off the chalk. <laughs> um, there's part of your problem. <laughs> were you... Uh... Stop it instantly. Uh, in school, were you popular or were you on the fringe? Um, I, you know, I actually probably was fairly popular, but didn't believe it because I wasn't as popular to me as the people that were more popular than me. Oh, that's that, always how it goes. Right? Yeah. Yes. Um, but, you know, I when when I went to Syracuse and, and then ran into people who had gone to high school with me and they were like, oh, you were, because I was a cheerleader and, and drama. And so, like, nice. you know, all the, like, you were a cheerleader? I was. Can For how, even, how many even, seasons? Evan, believe that? Can we swear? Yeah. Um, oh, please. Okay, so I, curse all you so want. I think I cursed like it was the second word out of my mouth on this okay, episode. Yes. That's true. Um, so uh, as the guest, I was being polite. Um, That's very kind. Thanks. Uh, yeah, fucking four years. No, all four years. I was a cheerleader for football and basketball and was captain by the time I what? was. What? Yeah. Okay. So, Okay. Question, because I, I was My a cheerleader for one that. season, you know, okay. it was in seventh grade and I hated it so, well, I didn't hate it, 
but I knew I didn't belong there. And because I came from a dance background, gotcha. I just looked so hideous and awkward at that time. Um, but how did you, how did you like hold together the cheerleading and the theater kid at the same time? I feel like they're mutually exclusive. They, yeah. Um, it was, it was fairly mutual. I mean, I, I, I don't know. <laughs> I think it was, I went to a very small high school. There was like 300 people in my graduating class. So not super small, but small. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, we were more divided, like, you know, sort of smart, not smart. So like athletes sort of got, even if they weren't necessarily smart, got grouped in the smart, you know, it was a, it was a different, it felt like an up and down division as opposed to like a certain, like many clicks division. Right. Because there just wasn't enough of us. (laughs) So it It always feels like an up and down division. Is that, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, somehow I just was able to do both. And I and I do remember it was such a, like, we needed, like, hot football guys for one. I don't even remember the name of the – we always did dumb theater in my Was it school. Damn Yankees? No. We, we, wouldn't, we never had – our theater program had no money at all. So by the time I was a freshman, when I was a freshman, we did Alice in Wonderland, and I was Tweedledum. You're welcome. And, um, <laughs> and then um, – but then after that, that was probably the last musical we did in my high school because they just ran out of money. It all went so they to the buy rights football or team. Right. Mm. So um, they had replaced, like, we got a new track and a new football field, and that, like, won everything at that point. Oh. Um, so we just did bad. Like, I never saw another butterfly. I don't know if you know that uplifting Holocaust play. <laughs> um, Wait a In sec- which I played a, with a, no, no people of Jewish FC oh, religion in my school anyway. We didn't have any. It was all white kids, right. but somehow we thought this was a good, our drama teacher mm-hmm. thought this was a good Yeah, drama. I mean, I same. We grew up in a, I grew up in a, in an Irish Catholic town and um, we did Fiddler my senior year and I was like the only <laughs> Jew in that play. Cause... Yeah, I played the teacher who died. Yeah. Oh boy. Yeah. I'm so sorry. We tried doing the king and I in my town. Tried, but they're. But your town. Five Asians. <laughs> in the entire town. At least in my high school. Oh my god! By the time I went to Syracuse, I was like, "Wait, why do we have this day off for what?" Like, I literally had no, had not even heard of solid. Oh wow! So then, so then, when you came to the city, uh, very confused. Was it not? You know, uh, did you feel like an outsider? No, because I, I always felt. I actually lived in London before I lived here, so, um, you know, I felt very. I did feel a little worldly because of that. Absolutely, Um, and uh, probably the most outsidery. Um, weird that I felt was uh, when I did start doing burlesque and one of my first burlesque gigs, I was trying to be so cool. And I just was like, I am so small town. This is weird. I have to go. I don't understand. Everybody's naked. Yeah. Like it was so. Okay. So that is a question that I definitely have. Cause obviously we speak to a lot of comedians on this show. Um, and a lot of them have like similar, you know, they just have a lot of stuff they need to get off their mind or they were pretty angsty in, in high school. And so they I understand that. But the burlesque, were there any hints of that when you were younger? No. Did you No. Did you dance it up? Well, you were yes. a cheerleader. Yeah. No, I danced. I wanted to be a dancer. Um, I do have a, um, an autobiography I wrote in sixth grade that we had to write a future chapter. We had a very thinking-y sixth grade teacher. Mm-hmm. Um, and the first thing I was going to be when I grew up was a dancer. Yes. Um, a ballet happen. dancer? No, it, was, it would have always been jazz and tap. Yes. Perhaps. I know I, I was a tap dancer because yeah. um, I, liked I was low to the ground. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I was never skinny enough to be a ballerina. Yeah. And I was bored. Ballet was boring to me. Agreed. Um, so that I definitely wanted to do that. And then that sort of spun into the cheerleading. And But the like scantily clad thing was not 
like I didn't like, ba- I mean, even in high school when I was much tinier than I am now, even, you know, like still felt like I was the like, I'm the fattest size eight here. Like, no, I know. I mean, so. that, it was because of, it was because of, uh, doing a chorus line when for some reason the costume they decided to put me in was midriff bearing. It was like a two piece, like lime green. There was like a lime green top and like lime green little shorts. And my entire torso was exposed. And oh, I was, God. that was when my eating disorder started. Cause I was like, I cannot be seen like this. Oh my God. Why would you do this? Me heart <laughs> right now. I'm, I'm so sorry. sorry. That's crazy. Um, yeah. I'm so sorry. No, oh. that's okay. That's like a, ooh, why would that's they do rough. that? Well, I mean, especially in high school, that's just, that's, of course, you got to count out to the movie because that's what everybody, everybody wore in the course. movie. Yeah, because, yeah. you know, and also heroin at the time made everybody skinny. <laughs> I know. What a bummer. I didn't have any access to heroin. When Seriously. I, was, when I mean, I you lived 17. in a small town, right? Come on. I'm sure heroin is a pretty, yards. I'm sure it's a big problem. Huge in my town right now. Is it? Awful. I mean, there was a lot more weed in my town than heroin, but unfortunately I was, I was still close to the idea at that time. Mm. Yes. That was not, yeah, there was, that was, that was the division in our heart. Like you did stuff like that or you didn't do stuff like that. Gotcha. Yeah. You know, it was like a very. You were a good kid or a bad kid. Yeah. Very dare friendly. Were you, did you guys have dare? Um, we did. Yeah. 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 At first yeah. I thought you said deer and I was like. Well, yeah. Switch. Of course. We, we were deer. Lots yeah. of deer. I mean, my dad wasn't deer friendly because he's a hunter, but. Uh, uh, oh, oh, really? Like, yeah. Did you ever, did you ever speak up about that? Or did you go, go hunting with him or something? Um, I hated it because of course I was, you know, we, we. I've, uh, my dad is German, my mom's Italian, and the so the German side of my family, big hunters. Axis so we powers. eat stuff all the time. Yeah, axis powers all so, the time. Deer, if you were if you were shooting it, you were eating it. Good. Um, that was a big rule. And now, as an adult, I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. But as a kid, I was just like, Bambi. Um, I know. Wait, so your were your parents first generation? Uh, my grandfather was born in Italy, but everybody else was born here. Grandparents, so they were second generation. My parents. Okay. Right. Your, and your grandfather fought in... Uh, my German grandfather fought in World War II for the Americans, but as he got older, he said things that sometimes made me go... <laughs> really? What? <laughs> that's what... I mean, I feel I'm like I'm doing okay with those Jews, Grandpa. That's a weird question. <laughs> <laughs> how are those Jews treating you, yeah, Jen? A literal, like, how you doing with those Jews? That was a... He wasn't a man of many words, so sometimes <laughs> they were... He should have kept him to himself. Most, but that's a funny idea. Like a begrudging World War II allied soldier. I gotta save these goddamn Jews. Right. <laughs> really with you guys. <laughs> um, I'll let you go. I'll, let you, I'll, I'll shoot you in the lake. Actually, I learned something last night kind of related to so few words about Jews, which is, so, okay, uh, my best friend, um, one of my best friends uh, got married two weeks ago to um, a man who Mazel. lived in Israel. For several years, although he's from Atlanta originally, Aton, and um, he speaks fluent Hebrew. And he said that um, there are way fewer words in in Hebrew than there oh. are in English. There are like fifty thousand words in Hebrew as opposed to in English. There are five hundred thousand. I feel like that's true of a lot of languages. No, don't we? We have a lot more words, generally speaking, than. And what has that true. done for us? Well, Truly, what has that done well, for us? Listen, Japan has a lot of words as well. Yeah, and they have three different alphabets. Yeah, as well. Right. So I feel I like mean, Russia has a lot of words too. Yeah, but they mostly just end in in sadness. And right. Death. Yeah. 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 And mostly, and vodka. That's. I know, isn't it? I, you know, a lot of vodka soak words. I see. Mm. <laughs> I, they are. You we're know, not gonna. We're we are not passing the like. You know, the Russians are gonna be very upset with this episode. I'm Russian. Oh. You are okay. Are you upset with this so, so far? She's allowed to say that. Okay. I'm, oh I'm, great, no, but there great, are great, no great, more great. Jews in Russia. So I'm five eighths Russian, but like a, the kind of Russian that doesn't even exist anymore. Nice. Sadly. Oh my God. 
You're like a unicorn. You're like yeah. a Russian unicorn. Oh, thank you. I You're appreciate welcome. that. But there are a whole lot more of my people in this city. So I'm, <laughs> in this city, I am just a horse, just a regular <laughs> horse. You're not a horse. Um, let's um, wait. One more question. Yeah. And Phil, this applies to you too, because I'm curious what a man would have to say about it. Sure. So mm-hmm. I have a lot of memories um, when I was younger, like when I was first becoming pubescent, I guess, of like dancing alone in my room and like, but not just like, not just like tossing my hair back and forth or whatever. Like, kind of. Um, I just realized that I've never really said this out loud to anybody. But I'm waiting. <laughs> Masturbated <laughs> breath. No, uh, I'm just kidding. Creepy. Well, that I did. Creepy, I did. I did, I did creepy, a lot sorry, of that. Sorry, sorry. We already know that. We already know that I humped the corner of my bed. Two oh, MTV's the grind, right? Yes. Okay. Um, just to. But get like it out dancing there. in a way that was just kind of like a way that I would never do it in public. Like really exploring the sexuality of my early sexualized body. Do you know what I mean? Does that like not, I don't know how to describe it, but like, I don't know. Sensually, sensually moving as opposed to just regular dancing. I never, I never was in touch with that. I was always just a goofy dancer. I never did it to by myself. So you are more evolved in that, in that. Well, respect. no, I just I, it might just be like a a more feminine thing. I don't know. Could be. I well, do I you know s- what I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, no, I certainly did. Uh, I think that I did most things with the with the sort of notion that what if somebody was you know like most of my journals were like what if I become Anne Frank and certainly like oh I've, see I've we're a, soulmates. I Jen. had a very, <laughs> I had a very a very vivid memory of an, and I'm old. But uh, do you remember Patrick Swayze's She's Like the Wind? Remember yeah, that song? of okay, course. Of course, why wouldn't you? Yes. So I can remember like being like heartbroken over, I don't even remember who it was, and like literally like being in my living room, and I think I stole like a sip of vodka or something from my parents, like liquor cabinet, <laughs> and then just was like, I had the lights off, and I was like, I'm so drunk. And I was like, <laughs> she's like the wind. You know, and like yes. just playing it over and over on cassette, yes, which would have required yes. me to rewind and stuff. So like, the like, yeah, that kind of a like, it was a very emotional, a little more like than, lyrical movement, right? As you opposed know, to as a sensual. Yeah, uh, I yes, think that yes. I could just never. Um, I have six uncles. I'm the oldest grandchild. Wow. So, like, when I was the, and my youngest uncle's only six years older than I am. I don't know. Whatever. He'll never listen to anything. So the uh, it's fine. So he's only that much older than I am. And so I was like the next boy. To, like, like they wanted like not that I was a boy, but they really wanted this. Like, she'll play football with us. They wanted a masculine energy with us. And so that was something that was always conflicted for me mm-hmm. that like that, you know, what sort of that spun into like, I'm the friend, you know, like I'm your friend, right. not the like s- the, ever the central Sex. like interest person. Right. Oh, neither was I. Sense? Neither was I. And I feel like I thought about that a lot about how I was, I felt pretty, I felt like I was seen in a very asexual way, yes. but there were still moments, I mean, probably when I was younger, like before I became way too self-conscious where I'm like, well, what does it feel like to move this way? You know, or like somehow knowing that I was going to be good at sex when I was older, even though I didn't want to have sex at the time. Right. But you're like, I got this. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's why I asked you, Phil, because <clears throat> not to embarrass you, Phil is pretty fucking good at sex. So why would you, okay. I'm sorry, but like, I feel objectified. Phil is, Phil is oh, also the well, same color as this shirt right now. Yeah. <laughs> For you viewers at home. I am maroon. Who are listening. Um, no, but it just, it, I don't know. You you have a natural comfort in your body with yeah. sensuality, and I feel like I 
taught myself that by dancing alone in my room. Gotcha. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know where I got it. I don't I know do how I I do think that is a, like a bigger gender discussion. Yeah. Yeah. Only because is... I think that ladies are not, you know, you're not taught. You're generally instantly discouraged from that kind of nonsense. Yes. Well, yeah. Use. And my mom was like the least sexual person ever. Like any talk of that made her so uncomfortable. And my dad would like try to flirt with her. And like yes. he's clearly still into it. And she's just like, mm, no, you know? Yeah. I think that, yeah. I don't know. I don't, sorry. I didn't mean to but oh, I cer- no. certainly, and also the way, like, for me anyway, specifically if you were raised in a, like, a very male, do- like, I was handled a lot, not in a, like, bad way, but in a, like, wrestling and, like, tackle. Sure. And, like, yeah. It was a different know, kind of physicality. I'd walk in for Easter and all dressed up for Easter, 22, whatever, and, like, my uncles would tackle me to the ground, and I'd be like, this is inappropriate. Um, you know, <laughs> you have to, and also out. Um, but, right, you know, right. that sort of, it was never with a yeah respect for, like, who, like a woman. <laughs> I don't think, I, right. I think. Uh, right. I got. I, I used to get uh, some grief from my grandfather, maybe some cousins for not being very active or sexual in my youth. It was only because I couldn't get it, but I mean, it was more of a frustration. So I think maybe the my talent manifested it just through frustration of years of just not. You're like, I'll show them. I'll someday. show all of them because they thought I was gay. Catching but, up, yeah. Because I mean. Yeah, there was there were actually quite a bit of homosexuality in my family, so they were like, "Is he gay? It's fine if he is, but I don't want him to be." Is right. he okay? But I, I wasn't, and I'm not. But I, well, at the time, there was no like, I actually you had no proof. I had no proof. Like, do you want me to fuck someone here? Can, <laughs> Can we someone? bring someone? Okay, yeah. <laughs> also, pass the turkey, Grandma. Happy Thanksgiving. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How does this go? Oh, but listen, you should play cards against humanity with Phil's family because sounds delightful. <laughs> listen, ah, they that, go all the way. It brings the Republicans and Democrats together because, Aww. yeah, not much it's else a, does. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, nothing. <laughs> no, it's cards against humanity because you both don't care. Uh, both sides just want. They both. They, we all want to pull the card where you're so angry you accidentally pop a boner. Yeah, that's the sure. card. It's my favorite card. Because how you does know, that work? There are so, once you've played that game a few times, you know there are a few cards that are always going to be um, like the whatever, the ace of spades. Like you can't yeah. beat it. And that's not fair because that's not from your ingenuity. It's from luck of the draw. It, but it's also, be, you know, when you play a deck of cards, the ace of spades is like the one. But when you play cards against humanity with people that you've played it with, there's one card that is the ace of spades. But in other families, it's not. It's it's a like that's the uh, fun part the about it. The Ace of Spades changes its identity yeah. depending on the family. It's fluid. When, that's my favorite uh, part about that game. The uh, the card which I think is like jerking off into a pool of children's tears. <laughs> yeah. That's Stuart J Mandel's favorite card. And the first time we were playing as a family, which my family doesn't play games together. That was that was really a, an anomaly, but it was a good time. Um, he couldn't stop laughing for 10 minutes. We had to stop the game because he was just losing it. It, it's also, I think we take for granted the amount of gross out humor and, and sort of low, not lowbrow, but that sort of sensibility that is everywhere. I mean, we grew up with South Park and a lot of things where it, 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 it was, these things happen, but it's to illustrate a broader point. Uh, so it's more, sorry, I almost destroyed producer Kent's uh, sound barrier. Uh, uh, sorry about that, sir. And, um, <laughs> I Very think, uh, fuck, where was I? Teacher Kent. Yeah. Uh, no, Low it's brown. just Low illustrated. Yeah, so that it's commonplace to us to jerk off into a pool of children's tears, but for the older generation, this, that is foreign stuff. Well, yeah, and quick question before we get to your artifact, because I want to get into it. Um, 
growing up uh, where you did, where you said it was like five years or 10 years, yeah. or 20 years behind. Felt that way. Um, was it, did you, did it feel like a more conservative? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That like the, you know, the sort of, I would say that most of a goodly sum of my high school friends who now we've, we've all kept with us on Facebook, even though, you know, I sort of envy those times when you only saw each other every 25 years, but the, um, <laughs> the, uh, you know, a lot of them stayed and or had not that there's, you know, their goals. I'm sometimes very envious of where they are, like with kids and house and traditional and it all feels very normal and conservative and like, this is what we've and done boring. and, and born. Yeah. Uh, and then other times I'm like, oh, you know, wouldn't it be yeah, nice? That'd be kind of cool to have a house and be like, oh, I'm going to get out my Halloween decorations now. Yeah, Timmy, it, help mommy. Like, I don't yeah. know why my kids called Timmy, but let's pretend he is. Oh, yeah, and the fact that the kids will help, the kids are going to help. They We're enlisting help. the kids' help. Yeah. The kids should help. As kids as a uh, longtime nanny, I would the, say the kids should help. Yeah, and you, you should let them choose what their decoration would be, how they're going to help, because then that's fun. Oh yeah, I have really great memories of of being allowed to choose what I was going to wear. Say for a goodly amount of time. And I think that's important. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, all right, Jen. Yeah. That's Let's, all the time we have. So no, thank all right, you. Take care. Thanks you guys. Good day. Good day. Good. Oh, good day, sir. I said good day. <laughs> I said good day. <laughs> <laughs> Let's, uh, what, what, show us what you brought. Cause I know you have a wealth of artifacts. Well, you. Oh no. I'm kidding. Oh my um, God. Oh yes. Yes. Please. Please. I have made artifact pasties for you guys. No, I'm <laughs> nice. Perfect for radio. <laughs> Well, yes. Um, oh, did you see that self-deprecating in me? Just came right out. Stop so it. I have brought you. Um, oh, hold I brought, it up for Kent to see, too. Oh, sorry. I have brought, ooh, and I just hit the microphone, too, a notebook uh, uh, with, I don't know, maybe the other side oh, is the better Oh, a mead three subject. I had so many of those. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. It's a, um, it's yeah, it's a, um, it's a college rule. That's my, uh, that's my paper lining of choice. Uh, it costs $1.48. The price tag's still oh, on it. You're welcome. Remember those um, days? There's a unicorn. There is a unicorn in the corner. It's it's your standard meat. And then there's it's uh, it's got a lot of like how many days till graduation, like 525 days and seven days left. <laughs> That's like being uh, in prison and like putting yeah, the marks total, on the Total, total <laughs> high school uh, nonsense. And it's, as all my notebooks remain, it's only like a, an eighth of the way filled. Um, right, right. Because you get bored of it. You need to go on to your yeah, next. You, What's that, it? you need to write in a notebook that inspires Yeah, clear you. notebook. Like, I can't have this energy with me in my notebook. Yes, That's exactly. why I have 2,000 notebooks exactly. in my house. Exactly. Me too. Um, it's so ridiculous. Um, and then there's a lot of scribbled out stuff on the back, too, that I was trying to read. Because um, you can just see the pen under whatever I scribbled it out with. Um, something no, muy bueno. Because there was a lot of, we took Spanish in my town. Not why that. would you cross it out, though? I don't know. That's a good question. I don't know. Uh, maybe I was like, stop it. I'm, I built a wall. I, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> a pen, a marker wall on my own notebook. Anyway, yeah. So, and there's a, a very large, although this was written by a, a dude in my high school. Uh, it says, say no to the turtles. Uh, the Teenage Mutant Ninja yes, Turtles? indeed. Why? Uh, I, I, I don't remember. Because they were probably a, like, say no to drugs, maybe? Yeah. And that was a big, I don't know. He was a big fan of that, I guess, because... He also, uh, I let him read the poetry, wow. the same person, which nice. was super ballsy, but he wrote a little letter back that says, also remember, like, say no to the turtles. Wait, so apparently who, that was a big is, thing. Who is Brian, this guy? this guy Brian that I had a crush on at the time. You let, and you let, and your I let him read, read it. your poetry? Yes. And now, what was the, now all of the poetry was not about him. So I just was sort of like, oh, I've written all these poems. And then, I mean, I guess if you're dying to see them, I was very dramatic yes. in interior. Um, and, um, and he seemed fine and about it, but he had a crush on somebody else too. So it was, then it got to be a very dramatic, like, I feel like it was like graduation day or later that day, there was this dramatic, like, I'm seeing 
her and I was like, what? And, there, and then you realized you were there friends. There was a slap. <gasps> the only time you I've ever slapped, slapped a person. Yeah. It was very exciting. So, so and, what, and lame. what do you remember of that of that moment? I want to hear all the details. So that was super the most super exciting, powerful thing ever was the slapping. Uh, was it in school, out of school? No, out of school, in his house. Uh, he, his room was in the basement, if I remember correctly. Of course, because um, Brian, uh, Brian in the Brian, basement, Brian in the basement, and um, still lives in our same hometown. Um, and and there was a like, there was sort of a setup, if I remember correctly. Oh my goodness, there was sort of a setup at Angie Marshall's house that they were going to tell me that Nan and Brian were still seeing each other. Um, oh. It's all super dramatic right now. Yes, and it, of course. It may only be the way I remember it, but that's fair. Because um, whatever, that's what screw that. Hi. So and there was like this like. Jen, we didn't mean to hurt you. Like, it's like we were like on an episode of Dynasty. And I remember I stormed out and I had a car at the time and, and I, I got in my car and I was so mad. I went right to his house and I was like, how dare you? And it was super dramatic. And then there was a slap and I like stormed out. It was all so stupid. Oh, we weren't dating. So like good, he and though. I weren't dating for real or yeah, anything. But, you, but you like, no, yeah, but oh, like, full on. You were no. there. And I was like, this isn't. You had opened yourself to him. Yes. Yeah. I mean, and that counts a lot considering like you mentioned, your friends had to get together to tell yeah. you something delicate that he could have just done. Right. Well, we didn't no, do that they needed a friend intervention. Yeah. Yeah. To be fair, I don't know that he's outgrown that, but I. He's still in the basement. He's still uh, remembering maybe. that slap. He's still <laughs> he's still nursing his wound, weeping in his basement. Yes. The the joy of having multiple friends that don't necessarily leave home is that you go home and you have a conversation with them, and they're like, "Oh my god, do you remember when you know Brian did this and then Chad did that?" And you're like in high school? And they're like, no, last Halloween. Or, and you're like, oh, I didn't make it to that party. I apologize. I really, <laughs> I have the exact point, same memory from 15 years ago. I feel so bad for all people named Chad because I feel like lately Chad has become, you know, the word to yeah. denote all two dimensional men. Though I will, there was a guy named Chad in my school that I had a, in my high school that he moved to my high school. Like almost everybody went like kindergarten right on to the end. You knew each other. From, yeah. Like four or five elementary schools blended into my we, high school. We were, it was the same town. Okay. Yeah. So Chad moved to our town in high school. So he was sort of new. And if I, uh, he had a crush on me, but I had a crush on his friend and was very caught up in my own. Like nobody loves me. So it didn't right. matter. I mean, he could have been like laying naked at my feet and I'd been like, why doesn't anyone love me? And um, <laughs> very dramatic 16 year old. And, uh, and we were at a, another party once and Chad, we, everybody was laughing and joking, like, give me some soda. And I don't know if Chad was just feeling teenage boy angst and like, why doesn't she like me back? And why does she like Kirby? And what's going on? Kirby oh, was a boy. Kirby. Thing, right. And, uh, and this like chaos and Chad dumped a two liter bottle of soda on my head <laughs> at a party. Cause I said like, I needed soda or something. And like, and I just remember like, like I was supposed to laugh it off. And it, like, I can remember seeing his face like in mid dump. Cause my face must've went from like, ha 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 to like, oh my God, is this really? And then, like, like I just died. Like, I broke down and died. Yes. I was at Jean Manchin's house. And I, like, ran into the bathroom and, like, was, like, washing my hair. And other friends came in to, like, help me get the soda out of my hair. It was all super Kids dramatic. Kids are so nasty. Oh, it was awful. It was so awful. And Chad just felt so awful. And and to be fair, I believe I spent a goodly portion of the evening then apologizing to him. No. Because girls. You were apologizing to him because <sighs> you had a two-liter bottle of soda yes. dumped on your You head. were upset that he, he did was, something. Right. And you didn't get the joke. Right. And then also yeah. that then he was upset by his actions. And so it was obviously natural. So you had to apologize role. to him on his behalf. Right. Sorry, my hair looks so soda needy. Or <laughs> I, I don't remember my exact words. Oh, my God. But I, yes, so this, this yes. is an, a notebook filled with poetry. I don't believe there's any for Chad in here because uh, that was after. But, um, yeah, so it's um, let's, uh, let's it's written in the pencil. Wow. It's written in pencil. Oh, you have to oh. treat that with, with, 
with kid gloves because the pencil fades and fades it does, and fades and it fades. It does. And it is all, um, if I remember correctly, I mean, there's one that's like super dramatic. I'm like looking around the microphone. A oh, lot of, yeah. I mean, like all dated, like all of it signed in the like lower right-hand corner with my initials. Yeah, in like, case um, it gets found right, someday exactly. for your with posthumous the, the, like, records. And stuff. Yes. So like very like, I'll just read the, the first stanza, if you will, yes. of this one. Friendship is like a shadow at times. One minute it's there. Then the sun goes away and it's gone. Like what? Oh. What? Who are you? Um, but I, there was one that's like, sorry, I meant to mark the pages. You have to take pictures of this before it fades like tears in the rain. Oh my God. No, this, know, like, this like one. Back to the future when, the, when they fade out of the pictures. Yes. Oh, oh my God. That's such a good part. Um, this one, I actually read this aloud, if I remember, or I handed it in as an assignment of Amazing. some capacity. And the, the our uh, creative writing teacher was like, hey, we're going to have to get her into therapy. Like, <laughs> I, you know, because yeah. although, you know, yeah. there's always seeds of truth in all these things about yes. how you're really feeling inside, of course. But, like, I was very well-versed in the, like, how to make it the most dramatic. And so um, I can also remember being, like, in college, like, when I first moved to New York and, like, us all being drunk and, like, my friend Sherry being like, will you read us more of your poetry? Like, that's how dumb it is now. Oh. Um, but Amazing. If y'all would like, uh, this is a bit dramatic, this one. Get ready. I cried as I picked it up, knowing this, I can't even read it without laughing now, knowing this was the end. Tears fell and I knew blood would be next. What? 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 Who am I? Insane. Um, but my heart has already died. I mean, I was 14 when I wrote, and so is my soul, so who cares? <laughs> Good Lord. Yeah, it, and for, to read it in class. Um, oh, my, I, I have so much that's so similar to that. Yeah. Right I, in this very notebook. Oh, it's a mess. So here is, so then at some point, like, um, see, this is where Brian writes back and tries to write his own poetry, which is, Doesn't to be suck. fair. Oh, can, not, we, can we shame him for this? Of one? course. It's not nearly it. as good as mine. Um, I assume I was listening to some Barbra Streisand when I wrote this one right before I handed it to him. Like, we're two children. Remember that song? Two children. I don't know. It doesn't matter. <laughs> um, hiding from something we both see and feel. This is me. So distant, so close, somehow afraid of each other, of what we represent. We're holding back. We're holding on, afraid of getting lost and maybe more so of being found. What? Uh, um, <laughs> that is, sounds like a very Streisand-esque Right, lyric. so clearly yeah. I was like, there was a lot of Streisand did, going on. By the on. way, did you ever see The Mirror Has Two Faces? Oh, yeah. Because I saw that in the theater and I wept like a baby. Completely. Yeah. Oh, my God. So, yeah, this is um, this is Brian's uh, poet response and then there is a, a letter as well that ends with the turtles thing again so i feel so co- i'll do a boy voice maybe you should read it phil oh, oh, yeah. i don't know if you, okay yeah. brian he was a he was a, a football player so quarterback yet deeper doofy yeah good. go doofy i feel so confused but yet so sure so strong on the outside and so worn on the inside i know it's time to cut the line but i can't seem to find the scissors <laughs> oh god what Every day is getting warmer. Hopefully, it's a good sign. And scene. Um, That's terrible. Yeah. I don't remember. He was very, so my, when I gave it to him, I was clearly, again, very concerned about him because there's a note. Well, does cutting the line represent, like, a physical cut? Like, cutting the, the lifeline? Or does it mean cutting away from you? And how is it that, that, like, the cutting away seems like, uh, 
a negative thing, but like I mean, getting I'm sure warmer that, seems like a positive well, thing. Well, because no, then a couple of days later, he, he has another entry. I must have given, I gave it back to him, I believe. Yeah. To like, I, like I wrote like three more things and I responded to his letter and then I give it back to him and he's like, I feel like a bird learning to fly. Like, what? What are you talking about, Brian? Um, he was like the star football player in our school. You know, it seems like he, he felt like he was tethered to a certain Life. amount of expectations. and uh, If we're being fair, yeah, probably. And, um, yeah, I we feel were bad. all tethered to a certain yeah, amount of expectations. I, I, uh, I feel bad having read somebody's poem. Uh, and, and, but you know what? He was the villain in this whole He was thing. the villain in this so. thing. But you know what? It is um, the, one of the, I mean, the other side of the coin of being, yeah. of, I assume, being a, a boy and always being the friend as I did get to hear a lot of this stuff too, despite, you know, I might've liked him. Yeah. Um, and yeah, there was fooling around, but there was no like commitment to me because right. Nan was prettier. Um, so the, um, is that there was, of course, there was expectations and, you know, yeah. and, and I'm sure that that was hard and, and I'm sure that he was attempting to be, like in touch with his feelings, which I think is really admirable because I would yeah. say like a lot of the football yeah. players in my school were not, would never admit to writing poetry no. if they ever, like I don't, they, I mean, he very cl- quickly says in the like little note, like that's my first two poems ever. Like it's clear that he was yeah. attempting to, I mean, this connect is, to you in yeah. that way. Yeah. I mean like, and I certainly, you know, was very, um, I was reading this yesterday when I was like going through this, but, um, you know, I write him a note. Well, you asked to read them. What did you think? Now, I don't, I don't remember if I just had the notebook out casually and he was like, what's that notebook? And I was like, oh, it's dumb. It's my poetry. <laughs> you don't want to read them. You know, like, which I right, assume right, is right, some poetry right, right. I did. Um, I want you to understand how much of myself is in these poems. The dates underneath are when I wrote them. Apparently I was like, in case you just thought I was yeah, just spell writing. It out for you. It's my favorite day. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I probably shouldn't have let you see these, but it's too late now, huh? Like very... It, oh. Even my like handing it to him sort of required him to respond in some way. Do you know what I mean? It is a little, yeah, it's I, a little passive aggressive on my that, part. I did that a lot uh, of times. Like, no. I gave a lot, a lot of notes to a lot of boys, and I knew in a way that their my expectations for their responses were way too high. Like I oh, was having like John Hughes fantasies of what would happen, constant. and it never happened. And at the end of the day, even if they had written back, because I was like too smart for my own good. And I was writing all the time. And if they Certainly. had written back, I would have been disappointed in their responses because what I wanted was another me, was a male me to come at me with the same level of intensity. Well, and, and it I was think, not going to happen. I think that's why, hence the like later, the like yeah. slap and the like very, the, the, the probably the reason my friends, they, they were probably all talking about it. And I just didn't know that there needed to be the friend intervention yeah. is because the minute he wrote a poem back, I mean, 16-year-old me was like, this is it. I'm married. Like, I'm going to marry this guy. This is it. It's love. It's love forever. Whatever. And then like, wait, what? He's still dating Nan? Like, I'm still the loser in this story? How is that possible? Like, once you've written a poem, it's like you've sealed your soul with blood. Like, Like, I I might be pregnant. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it was like, like, I I think I'm late for my period. Like, it was full, like, emotional response. And then to hear that, like, once again, like, you know, obviously in keeping with the teenage drums, yeah. once again, I had it wrong. Tears fell, you know, yes. and that like this, like, cause I'm not, I mean, it takes a lot for yeah. me to respond to something physically with like, even, I mean, my ex husband and I, I once threw a chair at him, uh, Damn. to be fair, it was an Ikea stool. I mean, I put bear. it together. I'm surprised it hung together after I threw it. Cause I missed him. <laughs> but, um, but I was, I have to be at like, 
full-blown German-Italian meltdown yes. to, like, physically do something. So to, like, physically respond, get in my car, drive over, and smack him. Like, that had to, like, that's half of all of this, where it all comes from. But there is a lot of, there's a lot of apology in my note to him. Like, I'm sorry I'm making you read this. It's. Yeah, it's like you have, you have all of this emotion, and, and for whatever reason, the response, even though, even though you could probably teach everybody else around you, all the peers around you, a thing or two, you just think that you're not worthy. Yeah. It's, it's very No, sad. I mean, it's very, I mean, this, this was one of my favorites, which uh, starts with sometimes I sit, and it, a lot of it, um, you can't, obviously you can't see this on the, on the thing, but it's, it's written very, like, It's very E.E. Cummings style. It's yes. like, it's like one word per, per line. line. Yes. Yeah. Ve- and, which I did too. You Super deliberate. It. Yeah. Um, Sometimes I sit and think that we were meant to suffer <laughs> yes. due to some previous sin that the world in her mind, I like that I did that though, yeah. that the world in her mind pushes us to the edge, making us weak by making us alone in ourselves. Sometimes I sit and think that of love, that it's not from all of us that the world takes love, just those sitting on the edge of despair. Oh, man. Jen, I wish that we had known each other at that time. Right? I was writing the same exact shit. Oh, I, my God. We would have just been sitting separately crying, singing She's Like the Wind. And I had, ah. I had a couple of friends like that. I met this girl, Jenny, um, at, at uh, the summer program that I went to. And we went on a field trip, and the two of us both took our little steno notebooks and, like, sat on a bench like while everybody else was, like, exploring the beach. We were, like, sitting on a bench under a dark tree, you know, that, yeah. scrawling. That was always my answer to all the things when people are like, what would you bring to a deserted island? And I'd always be like, a pen and paper. Of course. <laughs> well, I can't tell you in how when many like, notebooks I wrote. is like a bottle of vodka and uh, ideally no, some Vicodin like, in case I get injured. <laughs> like, let's be, and some chocolate. <laughs> no, Anne Frank, Anne Frank said paper is patient. Yes. And I wrote that in a lot of notebooks. Oh, God, yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, God, yes. Um, well, Jen, I have a little gift for you, as you know. What? Well, because I, I give all of my guests gifts um, that are ephemera and pieces of nonsense from my childhood home I that I never it. threw away. Don't get too excited. They're no, usually I'm not so worth excited. much. No, I'm so excited. You didn't get to see my reaction to the, to the putty on the, table, uh-huh. on the table. So um, uh, here is a teeny tiny <gasps> fuchsia red hair claw. Oh, man. And um, it, I got it out of my purple caboodles. So that was from my, you know, dance recital. Is that, is that an eau de Aussie scrunch spray? <laughs> no, it's probably dippity do. We used a lot of that at dance recitals. So it's just like, oh God, just like a, a tub of like green right guap. Around the headphones because it's going to look so good. Oh, yeah. I, I, God, I hope that so that much. holds maybe a 16th of your hair. <laughs> tops, tops. Yeah, um, no, definitely. I have, very, I have very thin straight hair. So like this could probably hold most of my hair, to be honest. Let's be honest. I like the hair of like a toddler. It's beautiful. It's very Thanks. fine and very shiny. Nice. Yes. Fine and shiny. But Finey. of course, Finey. Finey. I always wanted curly. Mm. Um, well, I never did. So oh, that's because the grass is always greener. It is. On the curly side. On the curly side um, of the street. <laughs> so uh, it seems to make sense. If y'all want to see Jen uh, in her in her present day uh, finery and see how far she's come, you can check her out at um, uh, we'll laugh it up, Astoria. Laugh it up, Astoria. Which is a show at QED in Astoria, amazing venue where the bitch seat happens. And laugh True. it up happens on the first Thursday of every month at nine. Correct. Um, and uh, did you want to plug anything else? Um, I'm I'm uh, I have I also have a show at the uh, LGBT Center. 
that's that's occasionally of a Friday Eve at seven, and they always put out a nice spread and an open bar for the people. Oh wow, which is delightful because nice. there's sandwiches, and all the comics yeah. are always like, "Wait, we get to eat sandwiches." So the guests, <laughs> the guests do too. So yeah, that's yeah, always yeah. a good one to come from too. So at Jen Wearing on all the things, and that's right. I eat a the big announcer, right? Excellent mustard packets sometimes. No, Mind seriously, blowing. for reals, mustard mm-hmm. packets. I'm there. But she's not. She's. I'm, allergic. Not, I'm allergic to mustard. So keep those. They away. had mayonnaise packets too. Mm. Okay. <laughs> and Phil, you want to make a I quick do. plug about Welcome to Hell? October 29th at 9:30 p.m. at the People's Improv Theater at 123 20 East 24th Street. There is the fifth anniversary show of Welcome to Hell with Vincent Wells. It's a talk show set in hell, hosted by Vincent Wells, played by B.J. Thorne. He's a master of the occult, forced. To, for all eternity to host a talk show in hell. And he's stuck with his ex-wife, played by Stephanie Holmes, and his werewolf sidekick, played by myself, Warren Talbot, or Philip Casal. The character's name is Warren Talbot. And he has a band. And Kent, the producer, producer Kent, is in the band. And we're going to have crazy shit. And I think Lissa Mandel will also be in it. Uh, we, we have to talk. Um, Great. Uh, anyway, it's pretty much one of the most entertaining hours of theater that you will see anywhere in this city. It's oh my God. always such yeah. a good Phil time. Phil announcing it right now is we, one of the most entertaining minutes <laughs> of you. just podcasting I've ever seen. I also have to pee like a, me too. Like <laughs> no, a, me like too. a racehorse Guys. being chased by a glue truck. Um, so, yes. So, uh, if you're on the West Coast, November 5th at 7 p.m. at Nerd Melt, we're going to have a live episode of The Bitch Seat. And then November 13th, at, back at QED in New York, we're going to have a live episode of The Bitch Seat. That's right. It's Fast and Furious. Um, we can talk about this later, but we're going to move to L.A. in January. So if you want to see us in New York, you better get on it yeah. right now. And, and uh, yeah. Yeah. And you know, you know how it goes. Treasure what got you here, guys. Yeah. Yes. And treasure what's coming. <laughs> yeah. In L.A. Because we're coming. I'm Ben. As always, I'm Paul. And we're from Juicy Reviews. We have a podcast where we like to talk and review movies, maybe bring on a wacky character from that movie, and always play some games. We like some games. I actually brought a clip, Paul. Wait, you brought a clip? I brought a clip. Can I listen? Yeah. I look mad young, right? Yeah, yeah. you look young in the movie, and... Uh, I hooked up with a bunch of the young chicks at the movie. Oh, you know what? You know what? It's not illegal if you're a police officer. And, and, I believe that, And this yeah. is something I wanted to bring up since you're here. Sure. Tell us about all the hookups on set. Oh, my God. Who's on, hooking up with who? Yeah. yeah. So, all right. So, like, there's, like, these, like, Asian girls in the movie. Right. They play, I, the twins, I right? triple kissed them. Okay, oh, a little triple kiss. Triple that way I didn't get confused if it was Rachel or Rebecca. Yeah, 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 exactly. I was like, oh, whatever, and I triple kissed them. Was, was that offset or on camera, or, and they got cut out maybe? or? Oh, the, I didn't do it on camera for sure. Okay. I would never, because, you know what I mean, That's I could get in a lot of trouble for that. I don't, I don't know how old they are. I could never tell with them. But uh, who else? Let me see. Cecily, the girl. Yeah, I chalked, I, I chalked her. You chalked her? What, <laughs> I chalked what is, her. What is chalking? That's when you kind of forcibly kiss someone. This has been an Atlantic Transmission production.